Who am I? Well, I am Tommy Mars. It's very nice to meet everybody. All right. So now there's so much I got to discuss with you. Starting off, the first thing is that you have a new song that's you have a new song out, which is 15. I love to know um, pretty much everything about the song. So let's talk about what is 15. 15 is a song that, you know, I guess I'll just start with, I'll just spill the beans right away. So I, I love studying whatever I'm doing. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm studying what, who I consider to be like the greatest. So um, uh, last year I released a song called Summer Treasure and it, it's done very well. It's been just burning up on the dance charts and stuff. It's been uh, just a very a great surprise type of thing. And uh, I, I wrote that song and, and with uh, my producer, ElectroPoint, and um, yeah, I told him, I said, yeah, I want to do some kind of like dance pop stuff, but I want to still be able to tell my stories because I, I think I'm a singer songwriter at heart, you know. Yeah. And so he's like, do do it, like do do you, you know, and we'll we'll make it work in the constraints of like dance pop. So I did, and I wrote the story, and then like I would say, everybody in my universe, fans, crew, you know, every publicist, everybody was like, wow, that's a, that's a really good story for like a dance song, you know. And so when we kind of got back together and said, um, let's do another track, I said, I kind of have this idea of kind of going back to my youth, thinking about being 15 years old and having that love of your life uh, where your heart gets broken because in my case, her dad gets, you know, sent to another state because of his job, he had to move out of state. And, you know, you have to, you have to deal with it. So I, the first inclination when you're a teenager is to run away. You know, that's the first thing you think, hey, we're gonna run away, we'll make a go of this. Well. As you're running through the woods, you start to realize and say, ah, this probably is not the best idea in the world. So you just have to deal. So I kind of had the idea and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a month and I'm going to study my favorite songwriters. So first person I went to, Taylor Swift. I mean, it's mm -hmm. in terms of songwriting, I, I just, of this generation, I, I, and I really mean this. I think she is this generation's Lennon and McCartney, Billy Joel. Elton John, I really believe she's such a strong songwriter. It's insane how deep she goes and how descriptive she gets in the song. And it kind of takes you through a journey within three and a half to four minutes. I mean, it, it's insane how, how brilliant it is. So I was listening to a lot of her. I listened to, of course, I'm always listening to the Beatles, the Beatles, cause I love Revolver and Sgt. Peppers, like everybody else. And then, um, but Billy Joel is another one, like, um, you know, uh, Glass Houses is, is an important record, but like, um, you know, with Billy, it's weird because there's, I feel like the songs that aren't the big hits are the ones that mean the most to me, like in terms of like, wow, that's really deep. So I was listening to a lot of him. And then there's another singer songwriter. Um, he's the lead singer of the Verve Pipe. His name's Brian Vander Ark. And okay. I've played with Brian uh, many times yeah. on shows and stuff. And uh, I, I just, I'm such a fan of how he writes music. He's, he's, I mean, he's one of the top, like Mount Rushmore for me, songwriter wise. So I just was listening to a lot of their stuff. And then it just happened one day. I was like, okay, I'm ready to write my story and try to be as good as they are type of thing. You, you hope, you know, you can try to write yeah. something good. And that's what it was. And, and it just came together really fast. In fact, the verses and the, the chorus that are that what you see, it was hard to kind of, um, how do I say it? To kind of pare down everything into verse, chorus, verse, you know, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro, because I had a whole a full page, every line, every line was just full of words. So actually 
I almost had three songs worth of lyrics for 15, but I wow. kind of whittled it down to the song that you hear now. So with that, with, with that in mind, um, what were some parts of the songs that you really wish that you had kept in there? Or did you feel like that the ones that you currently there was everything that you think you wanted to have in? Oh, that is, it, that is a great question because, okay, at the start of the second, this has actually been bothering me. I haven't really told anybody. I haven't even told Jeff okay. or, or Electro Point this, but um, so the second verse, it, uh, let me think of the words, but it's like, um, it's time to go. Um, she wants to stay, but, you know, her mom says, no, you know, we can't make your father wait. We can't keep your father waiting. Like the car, you know, how originally was the car's packed up. It's time to go. So it was a little more descriptive of saying, hey, the car's all packed, the luggage is on, on top of the car. Yeah, with the luggage rack. And, you know, she's got tears in her eyes and she's like, but I, I just want to stay. And she's like, Let, let's go because your father's waiting in the car. It was a little more descriptive, but I felt like I took it down to where it would fit because the last thing I want to do is be too wordy because then it turns yeah. into, you know, the car's backed up, it's time to go. But, you know, Off <laughs> <laughs> right. to the races. <laughs> exactly. So... <laughs> Uh, it's a great question because yeah, there's parts that it is gutting me. It's killing my mind a little bit that it's not in there, but I think it, to be honest, it plays better the way it is, but yeah, probably being more descriptive of that last day where, you know, I say she's looking out the back window and you know, that's, I see her fade away. Well, originally it was, she crawls from the back seat over, you know, the, the luggage to the back window and presses her cheeks against the face or, or the, her face against the window or cheeks against the window and I could see the the pain and the stress in her face. It was really descriptive, and I think it's it could be like a short story, but uh, I, it works for what it is. But yes, that's I'm having a little bit of a tough time sometimes when I go back and read and say, "Dang it, that was a good that was a good line, man. That was a good lyric." Well, technically, you could still get away with doing it in a music video. You've already have provided enough detail for it which gives them enough visual wise so that way they can still hear the song, but still have that vision in their head of exactly what you're talking about. So you are good. You know why you're good? Because I feel like you're in my head right now. Okay. So a music video <laughs> is also coming out. Okay, uh, we cool. Yeah. So here's the scoop, man. Uh, oh no. So, <laughs> well, all right. So I had a, I've always wanted to do a recording studio video where it was going to studio late night and do a sesh, you know, and yep. uh, Jeff, Jeff also was in the video and he's in LA. So he filmed his parts in a, in a different studio there in Los Angeles. And so we just kind of talked about it and kind of storyboarding it. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to overcomplicate it and bring in actors because in my mind, it was two teenagers running through the woods, but not their faces, just like kind of their silhouettes running in the woods. What yeah. I, you know, if I was like on, uh, if I was Harry Styles, you know, and had that kind of budget, that's the video I would have made, you know, but I'm Tommy Mars. So I got to, you know, keep this thing, keep you know, within reason. So um, I, I we're, we're, we shot our parts and I really like it. I think the video came out like, uh, I'm, I'm really happy with it. But so there is a, there's a, there's a woman, she's a model and she was in some late 80s, 80s to early 90s. She was like the video person. Like she was, her face is in a lot of videos. So uh, I don't really want to say anything because I didn't ask her, but um, anyway. Or, and I didn't reach out and ask her to do this. So I just don't want to get out there. But anyway, uh, okay. so, but I know her and uh, she's awesome person. She is awesome. And she, she, and she's been through a ton. I mean, you got to imagine like going through that time period too. She's been through a ton. Anyhow, she is 
the first person I thought in my mind was, you know what, maybe I'll fly out to LA, I'll meet up with her, and then I will shoot some scenes of her looking at pictures of herself when she was a teenager and have her be the center of the video. Yeah. And then like, you know, that whole thing. And then maybe at the end of the video, we could go on like, you know, Ventura Boulevard or something. And we just kind of pass by each other. We kind of look and say, nah, it can't be that type of thing. I like and that. I was right there for pulling the trigger to do it, but I just, it, it, it's a time crunch. It's yeah. always in my life with these, you know, it's like, <laughs> I couldn't think of this three months ago, you know, when I could have made it happen, but no, I'll do it like two weeks before it comes out and say, no, I want to change it. And I was like, all right, forget it. We'll just have it as is. But uh, yeah, I actually thought about that. And I thought about even calling her and say, hey, would you be up for this? Because I think this would be a really cool, not just for the video, I think for her as well, because like our conversation uh, last conversation we had was very deep about that, you know, moving from a small town into Los Angeles and life happens and you get into that rock and roll, roll world. And, you know, I almost think it would have been, I, I think it could have been great for all of us involved on a emotional level, but, uh, but I didn't do it. I just ran out of time. Yeah. So. That's, a, that's an amazing because it makes out like the whole idea of it being just a past memory, a past feeling, which does relate back to the song because the song is that kind of like past feeling of of regret and not having that ability to like wanting that ability to fix that mistake in a way yeah. oh gosh that would have been so good all right know, well I'm still I, <laughs> I always love a good behind the scenes type music video it does give out a lot of insights in terms of the process of making a song or making the music video which will also translate into the next thing I want to talk about which is all right you mentioned it before uh, you mentioned it earlier how did you get a hold of Jeff oh how did that uh, so kind of relationship kind of formed yeah yeah, so we're buddies. Uh, first time we ever met was in LA. We were both at NAMM. It's a, it's a huge music convention uh, in Anaheim every year. Ooh. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we're both actually half Korean. So we kind of bonded the night that we met, bonded over that. Hey, we're both like guitar players and we're both, you know, half Korean. It was just, it was such a <laughs> weird thing. And it felt like simulators, just, they just kept coming up that night, you know, and it, I mean, we were hanging out like a long time and, um, you know, hey, what about this guitar player? What about this guitar player? And then all of a sudden we're, you know, you, you wind up texting and like, hey, I just thought about this. And actually that night he was so awesome because he, uh, after we left, we're, I was talking about uh, sushi places just to grab some rice and some bibimbap or something. And um, mm -hmm. he, he texted me a bunch of places that he likes to go to and stuff. So he's just, a, he's a great guy. So anyways, we've, we've just been friends and stuff. And um, last year, I think it was last year. Yeah, March of last year, uh, we were doing our, uh, just what we do. We, we literally were, we we're like 15. We get on the phone and it's like, dude, do you know this riff from this song? You know, just stuff like that. Or, I'll, you know, just call out of the blue. I'm like, dude, I'm listening to this solo right now. Do you love that solo? You know, just crazy stuff. But, um, but we have a, some really great musical conversations. And um, so last year we were talking and uh, the pandemic was on, of course, and nobody's touring. So the Smashing Pumpkins weren't touring and like nobody else, I wasn't touring. And, um, uh, a lot of the crew members were just out of work and, you know, they're not working, they're not getting paid, you know, like just that's the way it is, you know? So we kind of, we had like a heart to heart and I was like, you know what, man, you know what we should do, we should do like an online benefit show and, um, you know, raise the money and, and, you know, we'll partner up with the charity and uh, try to help out some crew members and stuff. And 
he was like, wow, that's a really great idea. So this little tiny thing, we're kind of just riffing back and forth about not joking around, but kind of like, you probably won't do it. Well, then like the next day, I, uh, who did I get in touch with? I think I got in touch with, oh, actually, I don't remember how I got in touch with Sweet Relief, but they're a really big, they're one of the biggest and they're probably one of the best charities I've ever been associated with. They are fantastic. They're, I mean, like amazing. They're, they're amazing. And so I got in touch with, um, I can't remember actually, Auric is my guy over there and he's, that he, he's awesome. Tatiana, just awesome. There, there's just great people there. And um, uh, so I, I told him about the idea and he's like, wow, this sounds really good. Like this would be an awesome idea. So then he put me in touch with uh, Cisco Adler. Uh, so he has the uh, no cap show platform. Okay. So I uh, called uh, Cisco and we worked out, you know, everything details wise. And I was like, okay. So I called Jeff and said, Hey man, this, this is like a go. So he's like, uh, well, we shouldn't just do it us what you want to get some people involved in this and i was like yeah so then i reached out to another buddy kevin rudolph who um had a monster hit and i think it was 09 with lil wayne called let it rock it was one yes. of the biggest songs yes, yes. i haven't heard yes. that song in ages yes it's one of my it's still one of my playlist songs so um i text kevin i was like i was like hey man you got a second i want to run something by you so he calls me and i'm like telling him this and it was like uh, 30 seconds, he's like, I'm in. Like, he's like, dude, I'll do it. Like, this sounds like a really good cause, you know? So I was like, okay, cool, you know? He's like, what do you need from me? I'm like, just do a three, four song set, like on your acoustic, maybe in the studio or something. So he's like, bet, like, no problem. So um, he did that. And then, uh, so me and Jeff, of course, putting stuff together. And he calls me one day and he's like, uh, so Jack Bates is, he plays bass in the Pumpkins on, in, when they're on tour. Well, Jack Bates' father is Peter Hook from New Order and Joy Division. Oh, shit. So, yeah, so Jeff is like, hey, I think Peter Hook's gonna play on this thing, play some songs, you know, on bass. And I was like, you're kidding me. Like, I'm a huge Joy Division, New Order, like huge, like huge. Yeah, so, oh, uh, so that happens. And then he calls me, he's like, and this is kind of sad now because he just passed away. He's like, dude, Mark Lanigan's gonna sing a song. I'm like, Mark went screaming trees. I'm like, oh my, like this is kind of spiraling, like out of control. So then uh, he goes, uh, he goes, let's do a, let's do a jam. Let's do like a, a rock song. And I was like, what do you think? And he goes, I think we should cover something. I'm like, dude, let's do a kiss song. So he's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. let's do a kiss song. So he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, dude, if I got to sing it, I want to, I want to do Cold Gin because I'm an Ace Freely guy. You know, I know Gene sings, yeah. it, sings it on the record, but it's an A song, you know? So I'm like, let's do Cold Gin. So he goes, uh, dude, we should get another like bitching guitar player. I was like, well, what do you think? He goes, what about Scotty from Skid Row? And I was like, uh, yes. So he texts Scotty and Scotty's like, yeah, I'm in. Like, like this, cold gin? Yeah, I'll do it, you know? So then uh, I wound up playing, I laid the drum tracks. I went to the studio, laid the drum tracks, sent them the drum tracks. They did the, the actually, they, I did the drum tracks and the bass guitar, sent them that. Uh, so it's the rhythm tracks. They sent over the guitars and then I recorded the vocals and then we re all recorded ourselves in our little studios and put together on the thing. So it was the finale of the, the thing. It was awesome. But uh, one more, and I, I'm not trying to like name drop here, but I, I did the good context yeah, of what happened on the show. So Katie Cole also sings with the Pumpkins on tour. So she did a set and then uh, she did a song with Jeff and Orion Salazar, who is the bass player, uh, used to be a bass player in Third Eye Blind. Oh, okay. So their, yeah, their song was, I mean, you talk about top notch. So then I was like, I told Jeff, I was like, hold on, man, you're getting all these cool people. I'll be right back. You know, so I'm like, hold on, let me, let me drop a text real quick. So 
one of one of my favorite artists of all time to this day. Uh, I, I cannot get a, enough of his solo records. So Jack Hughes is from Wing Chun. So uh, he has phenomenal solo records. His, his, just trust me when I say Primitive is, if you haven't listened to that, it's a double album. It's, it's uh, let's put it like this. In 2020, I had my album of the year thing come out. It's on my Twitter, you know, it's like an important, it gets a lot of action. And I had, I had Fine Line on there, Hairstyles. I had Folklore, Taylor Swift. I had Ashton Irwin from Five Seconds. His, his record's awesome. And I had something else. I can't, oh, The Weeknd. Uh, and then I had Jack Hughes, Primitive. That's how much I love. I put it up there with those records. It's not mainstream, but it's amazing. So anyway, so I sent him a text. I'm like, hey, uh, do you, you got to he's in England. He's in London. So they're five yeah. hours ahead. So he's like, uh, yeah, sure. What's up? So we, got, we hop on a call and uh, I'm telling him about it. And he's like, oh, like, I, I would love to do this. What, what do you need for me? I'm like, so I need all the stuff by tomorrow. And the kicker is I haven't, I haven't recorded the drums yet. So I'm gonna do that as soon as we get off the phone. So he's like, no problem. You'll have it in your email when you wake up tomorrow. This guy stayed up all night. He, he recorded his guitar, the bass and the vocal. Sent it to me, put it together. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I so, love that. Wow, the determination. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, so the answer to the question, I'm so sorry that when I'm- Yeah, I no, you're to good. That was, uh, that was oh. I'm still over here just like shocked with the amount of name drops within, <laughs> gosh, I should, I should ask this while we're in this bubble here. How long did it take you to plan this? Oh, it happened so fast. I mean, like, I'll tell you what, that thing will always be special to me for a lot of reasons because, you know, Jeff and I bonded over music and then, you know, me and Jack, I feel like got closer after that experience, but we all did, like all of us did. Like everybody was just so excited. We were all, you know, tweeting or, you know, Instagramming with each other and stuff. It was a really, really cool thing. And a lot of people were, are now following other people that they weren't following before. You know, just, it's like yeah. a kind of little It's just like fun community. Yeah, yeah. So I was about yeah. to say community too. <laughs> it, oh, it was, it was just such an amazing, amazing thing. And, uh, you know, it, it happened so fast. And even with like the press and stuff, I remember my publicist sent me a text Usually you get like an email, hey, uh, you know, this came up, this came up. But I remember sending a text, he says, hey, you want to get this in Rolling Stone, right? And I was like, yes. He's like, it's coming out like today or tomorrow. The article, I'm like, Rolling Stone? He's like, and then Guitar World got on it, then MSN, then Yahoo. And I was like, wow, that's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> you know, <it's> ridiculous. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so Jeff and I have just stayed in touch in terms of like just music stuff and just, I mean, just, you know, stuff like, uh, what do you like on a pizza? You know, just, just yeah. stupid stuff, you know, when you're just, just guy you know, <laughs> stuff. And so, um, you know, this, this, uh, this song was kind of coming to fruition. I was writing it. Uh, Electro Point was doing his producing, producing thing. And then, uh, so we both have a, we both love like eighties hair metal guitar, but we both love just rock and roll, but we both love pop music. We, we both have a thing for, it can from dance pop to shoegaze. I mean, there's, I just love all music, you know? Yeah. So, we kind of got this thing. I don't know how it really happened, but it was like a, hey man, I think I'm gonna do a couple more pop songs. And he was like, man, I, I mean, yeah, like Summer Treasure. He's like, dude, that was sweet. I was like, man, I wish I could get like a, like the, not to be again curse on your show, but like a, a bitching guitar. And he was like, dude, I would love to lay like a really cool, like awesome solo over it. And I was like, you would? And he was like, yeah. I was like, here's the song, like do your thing. And so he texted me one night. He's like, hey. I'm about to go into recording for this. And he was just like, um, I'm going to give this like my best, you know? 
and he sent me the tracks that night and I was just like blown away because I was like dude the song already had a personality but I feel like the solo takes it to it lifts it to me it lifts the song um you know even even further than it than it was oops I'm sorry um getting a ding there um even more so and I, I thought the song sat really nice but his solo to me it's not because I'm just a fan of what what his guitar playing because he's a phenomenal guitar. I don't know that people realize that Jeff Schroeder is like, we joke, like when he calls me or text me like, hey, rocker, check this out. I'll say, what's up, Schroeder? Because he is a, I'm a rocker, right? I can play yeah. guitar, I can play drums, you know, I'm okay. He is a shredder. Like literally we have Joe Satriani conversations, Steve Vai conversations in that headspace. I can play it, I can play it okay. I can get through it. I can play all those songs. He can master those songs. That's the type of caliber player he is, you know. So yeah. um, I'm honored to have him on the track, and he is uh, he's phenomenal. But he does such a great job. And when the video comes out, people are going to really be able to see his finger motions, what he's doing, because there's a little part, and you've heard the song right yeah. at the end of the solo where he goes, right? Yes. That's fire. And when you see his fingers in the video, there's a close up of his fingers, dude. I looked at it and said. I can do that, but it's going to take me a second. <laughs> I have to learn how to do that. <laughs> so Gosh, I'm still, I, I, I do play, but like, I'm still such a novice to this. And so me being, me trying to play that, I would be like still stuck on the first couple bars trying to figure out how he got to this section of, of it yeah. and then moving. So just to be able to like see that action, the, the buttery smooth uh, flow that he's going to have on the, yeah. on the screen. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, I, like you mentioned earlier, I did get the chance to hear the song and first, like the first impression, I honestly was giving like, maybe because I'm like huge, like night, uh, like my nineties heart kicks in where I'm feeling like very Backstreet Boys vibes coming through this song. Hey, nice. I, I hear that like right away. And I was like, oh, I, I, I hear that. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely one of those ones I'm going to feel like I'm going to be dancing to. All right, cool, cool. And I'm listening to the words and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the storyline in it. And then, oh gosh, I want to say right towards the set, uh, towards the end of the chorus, something hit and I didn't expect it right away. This song reminds me so much, at least with the flow of the, of the melody, it reminds me so much of um, Daft Punk's uh, Get Lucky. Yeah. And that's, that's when I was like, oh shit, I can start to hear that rhythm, hear, hear the like, yeah. a little bit of the 80s, um, the, well, it's not 80s, more like 70s, uh, the 70s, the 70s vibe you of- hear that guitar. Yes. 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 Uh, you know, that, that is a, you have a good ear because- um, when I was writing, when we were kind of going through like the melody lines and stuff, I knew I was like, wow, this just feels like home right now. And I'm a huge Nile Rodgers fan, huge. I'm an enormous yeah. Nile Rodgers fan. I love the way he plays guitar and, uh, and he's produced some of my favorite records. I'm a big Durani. So I love Duran Duran. He has yeah. a lot to do with them. And, um, it, it made me feel that way when I listened to 15, cause here's a little side note. I don't really listen to my own songs once they're over. I don't know what it is. I, I think I just get sick of them hearing it so much when you're mixing them and recording them. Oh, yeah. Don't really listen too much. 15, man, I've been listening to since the day I finished it. I've been listening. I listen to it every day because I'm a, just a fan of the song. And that's why I think it's special because, you know, I can be pretty objective and say, ah, some of the stuff I put out before, it, it, it's not crap, but it's not the best stuff in the world. It's okay. 
This one, though, I listen to as a fan and say, wow. And it's funny you say that because I love that song as well. And I feel a connection with this song the way I feel with that song. It, it makes me feel a little emotional, and like that song does. And uh, so I just feel like, man, that's a good ear because, yes. And that's a, a huge compliment, by the way. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, the, the moment I made the connection, because I heard the song, I felt like I heard it before, like in a past memory of mine. And I'm like, the only closest I can come into, like, kind of almost mirroring was uh, was Daft Punk and I'm like wow oh my gosh the way the two kind of just blend together it feels like they they need to be like paired together at a club like I can hear oh, the two mixing nice. in so nice like it has that rhythm just right where it's like I feel like get uh like get lucky is that beginning intro into the 15 it feels oh, like I can, wow. I can hear it like that that's what I hear in my head I like that wow I like and actually I don't know what um BPM that Daft Punk song is I, they might be similar yeah I, I don't know if I yeah I have no idea actually I haven't even really went to look and check on that but uh wow that's interesting to have a kind of flow dude you should be a DJ at a club because I feel like that would be hot <laughs> That would be hot. Here, right now there. I feel like I should take, uh, gosh, there is a um, comment. Let me see. Uh, BP Finder. Ooh, I might be able to have the site for me. Here. Uh, oh, really? Okay. I'm, I'm searching this up right now as we're type, uh, as we're doing this interview. Let's see. Okay, oh let's gosh. do it. Waiting for the page to load. We're in, we're in. Oh, please don't give me now. <laughs> um so get lucky is at 116 in f minor 116 i think i'm at 107 oh oh my goodness moment something just happened it's 107 so we're gonna be quite a bit okay maybe it was the daft punk no um maybe (laughs) so 15 is i think 15 is 107 is the bpm for 15 i think okay so we're gonna be a little bit slower but you know, in a club thing, all you got to do is put on a... Yeah, you just got to... They'll, they'll blend in. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, that was like the first thing I heard. Um, I I do really love the, the guitar solo in there. It does add to it. It adds that kind of the... the it feels like the, the right amount of a bridge to like pump into the into the last phrase, uh, the last part of the chorus. It feels so good. I like I'm so excited for everyone to hear it too because this definitely has that like it has a nice dance vibe to it but still also very well written um and I'm excited for people to see the music video for that especially because I didn't see that even in the little PR email I got that you were doing that so yeah it came so it came later I didn't know if it was going to be finished but um yeah so that that came like uh just recently like we got it finished and said okay this is, we're going to, we're putting it out, you know, type of thing. So, so is it going to come the same day as the music release or is it going to come a little bit later? No, we're going to do it the same day. So it's coming on the 15th. Ooh, yeah. All right. Which is different for me. That only reminds me, it was a total dad joke waiting to happen. The song 15 is coming out on the 15th. It, it is. is like the perfect dad joke of, of the century. <laughs> I know, you know, the thing <laughs> is, man, I, I wanted this one to come out on a Friday. You know, yeah. I've done a Wednesday release and stuff, but this one, this song feels very mainstream to me. So I want everything to be mainstream on this. You know, it's coming out on Friday. You know, I've got, uh, I've got a great publicist, you know, and um, 
dude, I just want it to be like a, a, you know, because Summer Treasure got to number 19 on the iTunes chart, which is pretty high because you're competing with some really big artists. But I did a cover of a Harry Styles song called From the Dining Table. And Mm. um, if you know that song, it's it's acoustic and his voice, which is beautiful. It's a gorgeous song. But I felt like I wanted to make it, I want to put some beats behind it. And I did. And uh, uh, so originally when I recorded the song, I did the whole acoustic guitar. Actually, I had my buddy Josh uh, do the whole acoustic guitar. Well, I wound up making beats and putting this bass line on it. So I said, no, I'm going to make this like a beat song and only use that guitar on that, you know, maybe one day. No, where, where, where did I put that? Oh, but you, you never do. Yeah, the do, no, 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 no. Anyways, that song got to number nine on iTunes chart. And I was like, what the heck? So on my Twitter, I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of uh, Harry Styles uh, fans and we all go back and forth. I, I went to four Harry shows, I mean, I, this summer and I did meetups at, in Vegas, Nashville, New York, Detroit. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of, of Harry, a huge fan, huge fan. And um, All right, so now then, I gotta ask you then, what do you think of the new song that came out? Okay, I think it's, uh, I, I love it. I love the 80s vibe. Now here's something funny. Okay, here's okay. something funny. Now that we're talking about that. So, so I wake up the other day and on my Twitter, uh, so if you get like, uh, I don't remember what it is, but if you get or 500, I can't remember, it'll say show more in notifications. Well, I had like six of those bars. I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I'm thinking, did I get hacked or something? You know, I'm like, what is going on? So I'm going through it and everybody's tweeting at me saying, Harry Styles is live on the air right now on the BBC too. And they're playing your episode on your podcast where you, you reverse the song to him right now on the air. And I'm like, wait, what? So it was... April 1st, I'm like, this is a joke, this joke. Well, people are recording it, tweeting me at it. So I pull up my phone, I listen to it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Zoe Ball <laughs> is showing Harry Styles me freaking out over the reverse of As It Was being the As It Was song before it was supposed to be like a thing. So he put out a teaser that was in reverse. Well, when I was listening to it, I said, wait, there's structure here. I'm like, these aren't reverse. These aren't like, zoop, zoop. This, is, this, is a, this is meant to be a song. So I have the software, you know, so I'm like, hold on a second, hold on a second. So I put in the software and I reverse it. And I'm like, it's a song. This is the first song. This is going to be the first song. And so anyway, that episode, I put it, I put it on a podcast, crazy viral, crazy viral. And so viral enough where the BBC shows it to Harry Styles live on the air. And you know what they did? It was right at the beginning of the interview. It wasn't like buried in it. It was right at the beginning. It said, hey, Harry, right thanks for being center. here. Yeah. She's like, um. Hey, you got your new song out. Oh, by the way, Tommy, Tommy Mars did this to it and played on the crowd. <laughs> like, what? what in the world is going on in my life? So, um, Man. no. Um, so what about you though? Did you like it right away? Because I loved it right away. So, okay. I, I enjoyed it. The first one, I was like, all right, this is dope. I, I like the flow of it. Um, I'm a huge fan of like, uh, well, cause there's a few couple indie groups that have been getting back into listening, like Coin and uh, Hippocampus, and I felt oh, the connection. I felt the connection with those artists with uh, that he took influence with. Uh, but because I'm on TikTok way too often, the one bit um, it's probably right during the bridge where he starts talking really fast um, yep. about the past that part I'm kind of getting a little tired of, which is weird, but the music video, 
Yeah, I, I think it may be because it, I'm seeing it too often on TikTok that it's like every oh, five seconds I'm seeing gotcha, it gotcha, as a yes, trend because yes. it's such a trending sound uh, because of it being so popular right now that I everyone's it, yep. talking about it. But uh, I do like the song. I adore it. I actually really like the music video because I'm such a big fan of the um, architectural um, design of it. And there's a lot of thought that it went into yes. that music video so yes. many references to like uh so many uh, house designs uh designers that i've granted i've seen um there's a person on tiktok who goes into much detail about um who the designer of this house does uh this chair is this bed and what he's referencing and it's so beautiful to see that like that kind of weird combination mixing in with that uh with his style which is cool yeah, totally. Yeah, I love the the aesthetic of the video. I like the look of it. And like I said, I like the architecture of it. It's just, uh, it's just the songs appealing to my ear and the video is visually appealing. And I, I think it's a home run. I think it's a great song to lead with. And I'm excited to hear what's next, man. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. I'm excited too. And there's this uh, conspiracy theory that I've been seeing the future Taylor here talking to you guys um in this little small clip we were talking about conspiracy theories however I didn't have my information correct nor did I have my information ready to have the discussion with Tommy about it we were discussing about random um theories about uh how Harry wrote his music and other conspiracies granted these are like I said they're all just theories but uh because of that I wasn't prepared and I kind of brought it up because I had just recently saw it. So I uh, apologize for the now muted version of it. Back to this. There's a ton, there's a ton of things out there like that. You know, the thing is, um, I kind of, I think the last couple of years, I, I've stayed away from all the conspiracy theories. Uh, like, I just like, I think I made a, a decision at some point. I said, you know what? I'm just going to obsess on this music. But there are days where I'll go down a rabbit hole and, and read stuff <laughs> and almost convince myself of almost any theory and say, Maybe that is true. You know, I do it. I do it. But yeah. then, you know, I snap on it and say, okay, let's get back to the real world, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? With the Taylor Swift ones, uh, the Taylor Swift conspiracies, they sometimes are true and sometimes are not. And it's so hard to tell because yeah. of how she writes her music and how she puts her Easter eggs in everything. Everything. Yeah. Gosh, I'm I mean. that right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, and with that in mind, because you do, because you said earlier, you do take influence with uh, Taylor Swift. Do you, yeah. is there any Easter eggs that we should be keeping an eye on? Oh, in the video? Yeah, there is. There, <gasps> Wait, there is. is. People oh. are going to think we set this up before, man. They're going to think that, oh, you guys must have talked before. No. And just so nope. everybody watching, <laughs> we did, this is the first time we've ever talked. Yes, there is. There is. Ooh, I'm so excited away, now. But don't give it away. Don't give it away. But now that we know that it's there, that's going to be enough buzz for a lot of people to be like, oh shit, we are going to get something cool. Gosh. Yeah, there is, yeah. And it, it was intentional. And I, 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 I'll just say this. I brought some stuff with me to set up in, at, to set up in a certain way. Uh, the, the people, and I think the people, people probably listening to this or watching this will get it right away. Like my, I would say my, like my golden crew, like my crew crew, like love those guys and they uh they're so supportive and they're they, they they even if I'm having a bed they just lift you up if I'm like I don't really complain on social media because it kind of annoys me when people do but like if, let's say I'm not as sunny as I normally am you know what I mean yeah uh you know I might get a dm saying hey you know like 
you're awesome. Yeah, that, that, they're just awesome. So uh, they'll get it. And I hope by the time they see this, they, they've, maybe they've seen the video and they have already found the little stuff. But yes. Oh, I'm I so excited. Oh, I and love that. I'm so that. excited to do it. <laughs> I, you know, I figured to ask that because you said Taylor Swift and I was like, Ooh, you know, seeing how. Yeah. I, well, you... I, I was coming back and forth on whether or not I was going to do it. <laughs> Here, you know what? So we're at the fun part of the day where I have a okay. bunch of these random conversation cards. And because I did not really prepared, these are going to be so random that I'm pulling them out and we're just going to go, uh, what is the, whatever the one I grab first. Nice. Okay. Hit me. Um, okay. So. Oh, oh yeah, I forget. This is like one of the ones it's like set in first person. So I have to like read it as it's not first person. Um, what could you give a lecture at a, at a local university? Oh, um, I mean, if it's music, I would say like music production uh, would be one. Um, no, 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 no. I would give a lecture on, I would tell artists just coming into the business I would like to help them avoid the pitfalls that are out there and the, the, the sharks. I've been, I'm, you know, Gosh. I've been in this business a long time. And at some point, so many people told me you should write a book about that and tell the real, because a lot of people write a book. They don't, they still don't give you the real, they give you a bunch of sugar coated stuff that yeah. to me, since I've been through it as a real artist, uh, a lot of stuff is it's useless information. Some of the stuff is really good, by the way. Uh, I also know a person that she's, amazing and we worked together in the past and she wrote a book and it's like blazing and it should be because there's a lot of helpful stuff in there but um but even still from an, an artist standpoint that's what I love to give a lecture on and saying here's 10 things and it, I'm just telling you it's it's almost like my niece when she was 14 I said look she loves her uncle Tommy she loves her uncle Tommy she listens to, she don't listen to anybody but she listens to uncle T right I said if I will never come at you and say, hey, uh, this is how, what you should do. This is, this is, do this. I would never tell her to do something. I yeah. would say, this is what I would do if I were you type of thing. And I'm saying is, if you take this advice, I can save you decades of heartache. And all, if you just follow this plan, I guarantee, besides the emotion, you don't know what emotional thing is going to happen, but I guarantee you're, you're going to have a sweet life. I guarantee it. I already been through it. And I'm telling you, man. Here you go. I got the blueprint. You don't have to follow it, but I'm just as a guide. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the same thing with this. If I could lecture artists, up and coming artists and say, here's some, here's the 10 things you shouldn't do. And here's the 10 things you should do. There's the, there's the long answer to that's it. I got 20 things for you. 10 and 10. I love that. Gosh, that would be, it would be easy as well as difficult at the same time. Cause it's like, well, do I take the advice? Do I try to following that footstep or should I be like I'm gonna be the rebel maybe I'm not I'm gonna avoid your comments and then see with the path I like that oh gosh I like that it's yeah. very like well, oh my gosh what sucks is that I cannot pronounce words today um neither can I I keep stumbling <laughs> over my words okay these are like my my weird cards so let me give okay okay um we'll do a like a semi-weird one all right the most inappropriate movie to remake as a porno. <laughs> yes. Uh, wait, what? Read that one more time. So, uh, so the question is: is um, what's the most in inappropriate movie to remake as a porno? 
Oh boy. <laughs> um, you know, like Ferris Bueller's, uh, not not Ferris Bueller. Um, oh my gosh, there there was literally was just a news article about this. Um, oh no, why I'm spacing on the most '80s classic comedy movie? Um, Weekend with Bernies. Oh, Weekend Bernies would be a good one. No, you know what I was gonna say? Well, yeah, no, that that actually that <laughs> probably is the right answer. Or there's a movie called Mannequin in the '80s where a yes. Mannequin comes all the time oh that's a good one oh man there's this uh group that i recently did an interview with um called slender bodies and their persona right now is uh, mannequins and i mentioned about that movie and they had they have never seen that movie before oh really nice gosh that's one of my favorites i wish they remade it and like gosh if they that would be like the one no 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 not as a porno (laughs) i want like rupaul to play it to be in there yeah actually that's a great casting call that's a great call yeah because it would be such an easy easy fix to have uh, have them in there but yeah that's a really good one i like that yeah i I think i've gotten gosh i've gotten some like really dark ones i think was like schindler's list was one of them Mm. but that would be when, yeah yeah you go into dark but i think weekend with bernie's and i think uh, mannequin are probably the most fun ones yeah i love it i like it i like it all right let's see uh what's the most annoying sound in the world to you oh i do have one besides like jim carrey in uh dumb and dumber i think it's i know what it is it's it's there's a certain ringtone that used to be my alarm on my phone. So now when mm-hmm. people, if I'm in a store or a restaurant and somebody's ringtone goes off, I almost, I don't get violently angry, but <laughs> I'm, I'm approaching the, the line between like being a regular civil human being and like losing my, I don't know, as soon as I hear that, as soon as I hear it, it's like, I almost get angry. I'm like, ah, turn that or answer the phone. Like I almost get like, like, yeah. It's like oh, a, gosh. The, the mice, the dog, the pile of dogs, and the, the you know what I mean, the bell and the yeah. Like, as soon as I hear it, I go to a whole different place. Oh, ooh, that's a good one though. But ooh, now I do gotta ask this question because you mentioned the weekend previously, and now Jim Carrey. Um, how did you feel about the the weekend's new album, Dawn FM? Uh, okay, so the lead single, which. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't remember the song titles because this is like what I do. The music is my world and I can't. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll just leave it like this. I really, really liked half of it. Oh, okay. I like about 80% of it. So I definitely understand. Yeah, I think there's moments where, uh, okay, I'll, okay, let me say it like this. Okay. We've already established I love the Beatles, right? And everybody that I've ever talked to in the rock and roll world knows that the White Album, if it was condensed into one album, would be the greatest album in the history of music. It would never be replaced by any other album. But when they made it a double album, there's just too much on there. And I feel like if The Weeknd would have made an EP, not that he should, I'm who, who am I? But yep. make an EP, uh, take half of it and put down an EP, it could be the greatest EP ever made. That's kind of what I, how I feel about it. So... I definitely agree with you on there. There's two songs in particular that don't need to be on there. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge big person, a big fan of the story album. Uh, you think of like uh, Muse's Drones or Rush 2112. It has a like story. There's a huge storyline in there, and you can hear it yeah. from first song to end uh, to last song. Uh, he has a song in there with uh, Tyler the Creator and Little Wayne that just 
don't fit in there at all. And, about, yep. and it just doesn't flow in there. Um, it, it, because of that, it just, it feels offsetting. Um, Cause like the, I guess you think the story setting is like, you're in that late night, dri you're driving and hearing this random radio station pop in out of nowhere. And you have that feeling and it's, it's, you know, it's five in the, five in the morning. It's, it's weird. It's that weird time period where it's not morning yet, but it's not, not, it's still not midnight. And then you hear yeah. Tyler, the creator popping in. Don't get me wrong. Love Tyler. Tyler is amazing. It just feels so Wayne. random and little Wayne yeah. just pops in there and it's like, okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Sometimes we do think, and I'm not saying them, I'm not saying them at all, but sometimes, um, artists will do things it's for the sake of doing something yeah. and that's I think how I kind of felt about it but I can't believe you 2112 me like I did not see you bringing up 2112 just so we're clear on that yes so my father is a huge Rush fan and uh he, till this day he'll talk to you about how he wants to turn into the perfect space opera that it is um and he's written he wrote like half the script it's written down really? somewhere wow. yes uh, and nice. so, gosh, that's why when uh, the Drones album from Muse came out, I was like, hey, dad, this is very similar to the same story uh, storylining of Rush 2112, mm -hmm. but set in a more military-esque way. And the military, it does a dystopia. It's really good. And made him, he listened to it on uh, like a traffic jam. And the first thing he says, he's like, the drones are too loud. That's it. Nothing else. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> nice nice <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean yeah the way we mix now is 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 a lot different but it is weird with the rush stuff though uh i mean i don't go too deep into it but like red barquetta and stuff like that um god it almost feels like what they were talking about in the late 70s and early 80s i feel like it's starting to happen now uh, it is a weird time and i almost want like neil pert was uh well he was well he was a genius but uh, in many ways but he i feel like he he predicted this before it's even going on with you know autonomous cars and stuff like we're getting there and it's going to happen in our lifetime just so you know what they're yes. writing about is happening in our lifetime Can't oh gosh it. yes man just just knowing that it, like it's, that's there it's it's floating in our heads and we're going to be seeing it oh my gosh it's like this whole star trek um uh, the whole Star Trek prediction that and Family Guy. Well, no, it wasn't Family Guy. It was Simpsons. The Simpsons predict everything. So this the guy right. who created yeah. the Simpsons as a as a uh, time traveler. Right. One of my favorite. Is that Matt Groening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just on a time travel the whole time and right. just goes just decides. Yeah, I could <laughs> tell everybody, or I make a cartoon. Yeah. And it drags out over 20, was it 24 seasons? I don't even know how yeah, many seasons. It's the are. longest, it is the official longest running cartoon. Wow. That's amazing. And I think it's been official for quite some time, but like no one wants to kill it off because it's been ongoing. Yeah. It's one of those things like you, you can't really, you can't, you can't pull the trigger on like killing a show like that because it's just yeah. been around so long. And even if the ratings aren't what they were, soon as it's gone, that's what you're going to notice and say, oh, no, you know? Yeah. Oh gosh, and just seeing like the before and after of what it becomes. Ooh, with that in mind, um, I'm gonna go to a little bit of a different question. What's been the happiest memory of this past year for you? Oh boy, uh, uh, if I keep it surface, if I keep it like uh, 
like music related, I would say, um, God, it really should be making a song, which it's right up there. It's like, uh, if I did a Mount Rushmore of happiness, it would be like probably position two or three. But I would say the thing that made me the happiest this, this past year was uh, when I was in New York, I did a special acoustic show, show at Miratone Studios. And it was for all of, I would say like, like the crew, my, my closest, you know, whatever you want. I, I have a problem calling people fans or whatever, but you know, <laughs> people that enjoy what I do, um, it was a very limited thing and I can only let so many people in, but it was filled up immediately. And um, doing that, playing some of like the new songs, playing some of my old songs, which they knew, you know, they, you know, they, they knew some songs off of an EP I released, you know, how many years ago to play those songs and, um, you know, take pictures, meet everybody. And uh, I'll never forget that. That's, it's one of the, that's it. That's the moment for me. Like going to all the, meeting everybody this whole summer, going to different cities and meeting everybody. It, it's all part of it, but specifically Manhattan, you know, being there and, you know, Hey man, this is the studio dress see you there at whatever time it was you know and um yeah. it was a quick funny thing about that it was so the, the guy that was kind of running things he was like hey uh so the guy downstairs you know there's like a lineup of people saying hey they're here to see Tommy Mars and so uh he's like do you want me to let him in I was like yeah um can you just hold them like in the, the live room because I'm kind of setting up yeah I'm tuning my guitar and just trying yeah. to you know brr, you know get warmed up or whatever and I remember he comes in and he goes, hey, uh, it, it's getting like really crowded in here. Can I let him in? I was like, yeah, let him in. And it was just such a, it was such a rush of feeling because on one hand, they were like, I'm sitting over there and they're like, I can hear them like, there's Tommy. Because first time I ever met these people in person, you know, yeah. and, uh, you see people on Twitter every day. And, but I was doing the same thing. So I like, yeah, I got my, my shades on like I always do. And I'm tuning my guitar, but I'm also looking through my shades going, recognizing everybody's <laughs> face and holy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was, uh, it was. That, that's it that's that's number one for me I'll never forget it and then in fact we all went for drinks after we all went for drinks and hung out we wound up hanging out it was uh it was perfect it was perfect oh that's awesome I love that yeah. and then so besides the the live stream event and the, was this the first like performance after COVID or did yes, you do one yeah. before no, Ooh. that was the first one. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, that's yeah. such a great feeling to get back into the industry. Uh, get uh, get back into the live world. Oh yeah. my gosh, I love that. Here. It really was something. You know, the thing was, my hotel was whatever street it was on. But I don't know if you've been in New York lately, but everything's Uber. There's like no frigging cabs anywhere. Like New York, you think of cabs, right? Yeah. Like taxi cabs. So I'm walking down. Not walking down Broadway. What am I? I'm walking down Fifth Avenue. Can't get a cab don't have the uber app because i didn't set it up so because i'm like the, the last person on earth that doesn't use uber or anything <laughs> i know i uninstalled uh, the app the moment i leave the area yeah i just i just never took the time so i walked my butt and sweating and i have i have my acoustic guitar on my back it was almost like a, that should have been a video walking trying to hustle down because i don't want to be late to my own <laughs> thing you yeah. know and i've got this guitar and like stuff packed in there in my backpack and I got like a, you know, Mr. Cool Guy clothes on. So I'm sweating my ass <laughs> off in New York City, walking down Fifth Avenue, looking for a cab, can't find none. And then, uh, whatever, man. <laughs> so. I know. I mean, you hustled your way over there, technically. I did. In style. I really did. <laughs> I did. Here, we're going to do. It was a little sweaty. Yeah. 
I mean, gosh, well, you will be sweaty before, at least then that way you're not going to be sweaty on stage. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a valid, it's a valid point that I have right there for the it moment, is. at least. No, it is. <laughs> no, no, we, no, it is. Totally. Yeah. Here, we're going to do one last one before we kind of like wrap it up because I didn't realize okay. what time it was. Um, okay, if you cool. were to press shuffle right now on your music library, what would what would you put, uh, what would be the first song on that list? Well, oh my gosh. Yeah. I read that wrong, so, but we're going to just continue with it. <laughs> well, if I'm hearing it, like I think, okay, let me just say this. So the song I listen to most in my life right now is Hairstyles Golden. It, it's my favorite song. I think it's the the gem. It's the pearl of fine line to me. Um, I also listen to the Luke Hemmings song, Motion. Okay. Very, very much. Uh, it, that is the pearl of that record. Um. Actually, I like that talk fast song by five seconds, man, dude. I, that's a good song too. But the thing is, I have to say this is, <laughs> saying this, I just said this to Jeff the other day because he brought up something that had, <laughs> we had not talked about this. So my crew knows that, and I'm going to say it again because I've said it this way a couple of times. I've had my head up my ass, so far up my ass over the last month and a half with Billy Idol, the Rebel Yellow album, like insanity. Like I've obsessed on, I've obsessed on that album the way I've obsessed on Golden. And everybody, anybody that knows me knows that Golden's my favorite song. They know I have a shower playlist in the morning. It's a song that starts the shower. It's a song that ends the shower playlist. It's the best song in the world, right? I love it. It makes me happy. Even if I'm having a bad day, I put on Golden and I'm, I'm right back into it, right? So knowing that, I've been obsessing over Rebel Yell, like just like, like I listened to the, the, the tape when I was a kid. Yeah. It just didn't resonate with me. So a couple of weeks ago, you know, me and Jeff were talking about 15 and, you know, uh, some new stuff we want to work on. He goes, dude, look, man, I'll be your Steve Stevens. And I was like, what did you just say? He was like, what? I was like, did you just Steve Stevens me? And he was like, yeah, Steve Stevens <laughs> is the guitar player on that album, on the Billy yeah. Idol album. And I'm like, this is a crazy universe. Like, wait, what? Like, I almost couldn't believe he said that because it was so random. And I was like, you are the Steve Stevens. I'm Billy though. I'm the Billy Idol. So anyway, so if we press shuffle, I would say right now the first song that would come up, if I'm being truthful, even though Golden is my favorite, I just want yeah. to establish that. Oh, you know what? I've been listening to New, New Romantics a lot too with Taylor. Anyway, the, the song that would come up though would be Daytime Drama, Billy Idol. Ooh, all right. All right. All right. I like that. I love the, I love the complex of, oh my gosh, I, I, I've never met like such a big Harry Styles fan as until I met you. Oh, so cool. um, a lot of the Harry Styles fans I do meet, they're just like casual. They're like, oh yeah, I like Harry Styles. But hearing you talk about how excited you are about him is so exciting to hear because I love that other artists can be excited for other artists. And that's oh, so yeah. such a cool like, feeling. He's got a great vibe and he's got a, um, he has something magic in his voice. It's not like, you know, people talk about boy band stuff. Yes, he can sing. Yeah. It's not about how he sings. It's the tone of his voice. There's something in it that's just, it's special, man. It's just special. But I, I do want to say, though, yes. Niall Horn was also in 1D, okay? Yes. And I, I guess I should be, to be transparent here, I knew nothing about either one of these guys. Wonder, two and a half years ago, they could have walked in my house. <laughs> or they could have delivered a pizza. I had no idea who they were. I wouldn't even care. Of course, now if they delivered a pizza, I'd lose my shit. But what I'm saying is, Niall Horan, he's a he's the blonde hair guy. I don't know if you know Niall. Yeah, yeah. Dude, 
he's like it's like one in one a with those two like niles his heartbreak weather like flicker that album, gosh, both of those yes. albums gosh. phenomenal phenomenal okay i mean see we you know it was really exciting uh seeing i always love when a boy band group disappear uh like ends because then you could see who was the one that was successful in the group and both uh, both harry and niles were the ones that did become more successful yes zane did release a couple songs but there was something something a little bit off it just wasn't hitting it just right but like gosh i, I think part of it's a touring part though i think with yes. him with this guy he's not able to tour, and i think that hurts the, the the album getting out there because that icarus record i mean i mean honestly there's some moments on it not the whole record but like there you are see if my crew's watching it, they know I, I talk about these damn songs all the time but there you are is and then sour diesel phenomenal but louis i gotta say with louis man kill my mind that's up there for me like golden and nice to meet you by Nile. like that's up there for me and then uh, i do want to give liam liam never gets any love but his sunshine song sunshine rules dude sunshine is a that is a pop that has it's i could eat it it's so tasty you know what i'm saying i could eat that song it's so tasty dude yes liam Payne. you know what i'm saying team liam all right all right here we go well, with that being said, where can we be able to find you, Tommy? Uh, you know, just uh, Tommy Mars Band, T-O-M-M-Y-M-A-R-Z-B-A-N-D. Come follow me on Twitter. Um, it's easy to find me. Actually, you know, to the point now, it's, I've been through the ringer so much. I'm sure. Just type in Tommy Mars and you're, you're going to see this guy. You're going to find yeah. him. Yeah.